Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's excellent adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. And we are coming to you from our own offices because there was a buzz on Dory's microphone I could not fix. Hey, these things happen sometimes. And Dory's like, I just did the record over the, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I admitted defeat. You know, if it wasn't so late, I would have been like, no, I'll fix this. I mean, I mean the fun fact, I think it. I fixed it. I think I fixed it as soon as like you left. You I think I did. You fussed. You fussed with it for a, a few minutes. Yeah, while you were checking in on Henry the fortieth time. What did Henry need that time, honey? <sighs> he doesn't like to sleep alone. He has informed us of this several times. I don't think it. Many it didn't times. help that you know Bluey and Bingo don't have to sleep alone. I know. So, anyway. but they're also in. They're also in big girl beds. Yeah, and in Brisbane, Australia. Right, where, you know, things are upside down, so. Great news, everyone. We 
saw Bluey's big play, and Henry stayed for the entire show. Can you believe it? I can Huge it. news. Like, I've never seen him sit in a place for so long, even though he definitely was like, it was touch and go for a little bit. It was. He was a little squirmy, but, he, you know, he did stay, and like... At Disney on ice, I mean, he was basically like throwing a tantrum. Like he was, we had to just like get him out of there. And this was yeah, not there was that. A, there was no pre-prep that went into Disney right. on ice, really. We we learned our lesson. Matt showed him a bunch of like YouTube clips of the show. We talked to him about how long it was going to be. We talked to him about how long we were, like, we were going to stay. And I mean... It worked. It did work. He did check. He checked each of our watches at least five times. Yeah. But. Because he knew that there was a, there was an end point. Yeah, totally. Because we had told him 11 o'clock, even though we left at like what? 1053 in the morning. The point is. Well, yeah, because it's only 45 minutes long. (laughs) The bluey people are making so much money. I can't even fathom it. It's an unfathomable did you see, amount of. Did you of look at that bucks. link I sent you earlier of all the oh, how many shows all they're of the, doing? Yeah, how, yeah. They're doing I mean, so many shows. Look, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a tale as old as time. The the kid the kid the kid live performance thing. Yeah, there aren't that many I've kid live performances. To. You know, I've always seen like uh, you know. You know, like you'll see Raffi singing in a video and there'll be a bunch of kids in the audience. But it was very funny to me how kids have no filter and don't understand that you just you don't need to be yelling, where's Bluey? But you know what? That was kind (laughs) of nice because because I didn't feel like he wasn't the only kid yelling, where's Bluey? And so it didn't matter. All kids. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. They have a thing in the in the first few minutes. They have a thing I think to let everyone get to their seats where they're just doing like all this puppetry with birds. A lot of birds. So of course, everyone who's already in all the kids who are already in their seats are like, "What is this?" (laughs) 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 Um, I think it's uh, I think it was great. It was a good time, I guess. Yeah, I I thought it was great. I thought the story was lovely. The yes. puppets were very were actually very cool. Yes. I think and the best puppet was obviously Lucky's dad, Pat. <laughs> the only non-healer character. <laughs> yes. Lucky's, Lucky's dad. dad Pat. <laughs> Lucky's dad is often the only non-healer in the show. Mm. There's always some, I thought some Muffin might show up. Some shenanigans happening. Uh, you know, I think, you know, next year or in two years when they retire this play and do another one, we'll see. We'll see. All right. But if your kids, if your kids like, uh, Bluey and it's coming to a town near you, which there's a great chance it is, I say, take them. It's a hoot and only an hour of your time. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's worth it. Wait, what? Question mark. <laughs> you sound. I mean, very the tickets like... were well. The tickets were expensive, 
but I do think it was very sweet and like fun to go to. And it was, it, and I think Henry did enjoy it. And I'm like proud of him for sitting through the whole thing. Yes, I agree. And like, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the play. I had a good time. I mean, yeah. Henry had a good time. We all had a good time. I was like, I was really scrunching down there. You know? I thought you might be falling asleep at one point. No, I was just scrunching so the little the kids and the people behind me could see. Oh. No sleep I like, falling. He, well, I was like, is he falling asleep? What's happening? <laughs> uh, I was not. I was just like, I was, okay. I'm, I was right. like good my, to my know. neck was starting to hurt a little bit. And I was like, mm-hmm, oh, good mm-hmm. God. How long is this going to last? <laughs> mm. Can this kid see if I scooch up a little bit? Anyway. Anyway. So, that was our today. Henry successfully sat through a live uh, event. Congratulations, yeah. Henry. When you're, when congratulations you're to, this, to when, us. When you're 53 years old and your mother and I have <laughs> long since shuffled off this moral coil, know that we're proud of you for sitting through 55 minutes of a puppet show. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. What else is going on? Um, well, right now I hear rain. Oh, do you? Yeah. Mm. That's going on. Um, look, you know, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting closer to March where I said I would get a job by then. Trying to figure that yep. out still. How's that going? It's not great so far. I don't have any huge okay. leads or anything. Okay. So I've decided to take up illustrating. Thank you. I mean, you are a very good artist. Not, but not as like a, should that be my job now? Should I just start? I'm going to, I was, <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to write and draw a children's book. You should. And then sell it and then turn it into a show and then make live versions of it featuring puppets with Australian ne'er do wells. So, what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is that we need to move to Australia. (laughs) Yes. Do you think all the puppeteers in Bluey's Big Play were Australian? That I do not know. They all looked Australian to me. How does someone look Australian? Uh, they, everyone from Australia looks not out of place at an REI. Okay. You know what I mean? You know, they, could be in the, they could be in the board section. They could be in the bike section. But sure. it's not like, you're not like, whoa, what are you doing in this REI? Mm. You're, a, you're a Dorcas Malorcas. You know, you're never saying mm-hmm. that about Australians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do Australians have dorks? Do you guys know what nerds are in Australia? <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was an there was actually an LA Times article about like about behind Australia? Bluey's no like the story of Bluey's big play. So the oh, play okay. director is Rosemary Myers, who is also the artistic director of the Adelaide-based Windmill Theatre Company. 
Mm, interesting. Adelaide. Wonder where that is. So it was originally scheduled to premiere in Australia in May 2020. Oh wow. That d- the material that, that didn't old. happen. Yeah. But then it it did end up premiering at the end of 2020. And then it it came stateside in November. Madison Square Garden. Oh, MSG, huh? MSG, oh yeah, that's what baby. uh that's what the uh that's what the Tonight Show appearance is all about. Remember they were promoting oh, that. Oh okay. I showed Henry a, we watched a making of documentary today. Like a little mm-hmm. eight eight minute like how they make an episode of Bluey. Mm-hmm. And like there's a part where um the woman that voices Chili is like doing the voice in the booth. Mm. And I looked at Henry to see if he was like weirded out by that. <laughs> but he seemed he seemed totally fine. So here's a quote in this LA Times article that Joe Brum, the creator, cl- says he was once told that a Disney executive said Bluey was the kind of show Walt Disney would have made if he were still around. To I which mean, my question is, what does that mean? Why can't Disney make a show like this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why is some Australian guy I can tell making you why. the I can tell show you why. that Walt Disney would have made? There's no singular vision. It's a corporate structure now with studio execs and studio heads and various arms like in the TV arm and the Disney Plus arm and they all have executives and then there's no like I'm Walt Disney, welcome to Disney, here's this cartoon. Mhm. Do you know what I mean? There's no singular creative freedom that it right. appears and there's so Joe. and there's so much and there's so much IP. Yeah. That everything is just derivative. Right, yeah. I mean, Night Court, look at that. I mean, I'll say it again. I watched it <laughs> yesterday. It How was, is it? Uh, what did I say to Andy? I said it was fucking miserable. It was <laughs> the least funny thing I've ever seen. Wow, okay. And I was That's... like, this is like, I, I'm, I'm surprised that like the laugh track didn't blow up. When they were using it, like <laughs> just it was out of so sheer bad. confusing. Like, is this a joke? What are you talking about? I was, I was like, so everybody in it is doing a great job, but mm-hmm. it's just it's a it's a it's of a different era. It is it's a it's a bizarre it's bizarre. Interesting. Well, I feel so bad this... for John Larroquette. I think this just means that you need to write your children's book. I guess so. I will. And uh, hopefully it'll be on Disney. Uh, and then I can get a character in the in the park, you know? That's the dream. That is the dream. That's my new dream as of today. Thank you, everybody. Will Listen, I be successful? I bought a goal-setting journal. It's very interesting you, to actually you like, write Yes, to like write down your goals. And I don't think there's anything wrong with like setting big goals. So if your goal is really to have a create a character that is in the park, then that should be your goal. Do you have to put those at the end of the at the end of the journal? Like do you put the no, big goals at the end? 
you put the big goals in the beginning and then it helps you like break down how exactly you're going to achieve the goals. Uh, I see. All right. Well, you're saying I should get one. I'm not saying you should get one or you shouldn't get one. Uh, Are you just I'm just saying to the, to the people listening. No, what I'm hey. what I'm saying what I'm saying is I think sometimes I I think sometimes people have trouble and I'm including myself in this people. People have trouble articulating quote unquote big goals because they're afraid of rejection or they're afraid they're not going to do them. But I think there is something powerful in like speaking your goals into existence, like not to sound too like mm. secrety, but I do think that there, there is something to that. Like when you start saying stuff like that, like you be, you believe in yourself and then you kind of try to make it happen in a real way. So like, you know, is it crazy to say I'm going to create a character that will someday be in a Disney park? Like maybe, but also like maybe not. I mean, I don't think it's crazy. Why are you saying it's crazy? Okay. It's not crazy. <laughs> I've decided it's perfect. Yeah, it is. I just really forever 35 to you. Okay. Let's, Take a break. Okay. And uh, we'll be back with some listeners. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, 
tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel. Thank you. All right. We are back. Hi. Oh, before, but before we get into it, I do just want to remind everyone you can email the pod at Dory and Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. You can call or text us at 413-461-BABY. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash excellentadventure. And you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash excellentadventure. That all checks out. That's true. All right. We're going to kick things off with this email from Kelsey, who is addressing a few different topics because she was catching up on some episodes to the person with an umbilical cord issue, wondering about early inductions. I was induced at 36 weeks for preeclampsia. The induction itself went very fast and quickly became a crash C-section. Whereas I had been told to expect a multi-day process since it was my first birth and preterm. So be prepared for anything that way. My baby was small for their gestational age, third percentile, but healthy eight on their own breeds on their own, etc. from the beginning. They stayed in the NICU for the first three days for observation due to everything that was going on and have had no other issues. They're now two and a half and in the 60th percentile, there is hope. To the person wanting to know how much money to save before having a kid, save enough that both of you can take many weeks off unpaid if needed after the baby is born. Also money for a night nurse. You can get some sleep in the early weeks. To the person with an eight-week-old who has PPD and PPA, I couldn't believe neither of you mentioned therapy. We didn't. That's weird. Uh, postpartum support international. I know postpartum support international has a directory of therapists trained in postpartum mood disorders, and they have local support groups, some in person and some via Zoom. Please reach out for support. In addition to the medication, it will get better. I'm being one and done. I get asked every single time I meet someone when we're having a second kid. Well, I always wanted two kids. The default. We are not having a second because of many reasons. The biggest one in my mind is that I could not be the parent I want to be if we had more than one. I'm a stay-at-home parent, and it takes all of my patience, emotional reserves, and mental focus to parent this kid the way I want to do it, and I think it would be impossible to do that with more than one. Love the show. Kelsey, 2,100 square feet in the San Francisco Bay Area. Spouse, toddler, and dog. No TVs. No hot dogs. Uh, Thank you for hitting it. That's uh, three or three three different episodes in one email. That is four different episodes, right? 
Unless wow. two of these topics were in the same episode and I don't remember, but these are four topics. Wow, this is unbelievable. I know. Were they? Ta- were the, was this person Thank taking you. notes as they were listening? I'm curious. This is very interesting. <laughs> um. Yeah, this is all good advice. The 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 wanting to know how much money to save before having a kid. Th- this is actually really good advice. Like yes. have that money, you know. Yeah. Especially the. Um, Saving for a night nurse is, I think, huge, huge. Yeah. If that's something you can swing, I mean, you should swing it. (laughs) A thousand percent. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, it's going to be pretty hard to sleep. Yeah. I mean, and of course, people do it all the time without a night nurse. But again, if it's something you can swing and it's swingable, you should do it. Huzzah. Huzzah. Hello? What's happening? What? Uh, this is what's, like, what's this is what? like a, sorry, there was like a, f- a, a second and a half of silence and I got like confused and I thought the connection was bad. And I was like, what's happening? No. <laughs> Why are we constantly filling this with silences with words? Wow. Okay. Podcasting. Hello, podcasts. This is how podcasts. Oh boy. I love when Matt tries to tell me how podcasts work. Cereal. What happened to cereal? I'm not. I'm talking to the audience, not you. Oh, okay. Matt, would you like to read this next email? Yes. This is from Crystal. Hi, Dory, Matt, Bo, and Holly. Ooh, Holly's not here this weekend. She's in the bean town. She'll be back next week, we hope. Um, let's see. I just wanted to write and say how helpful the recent discussions and article suggestions of being one and done have been. I wrote in previously a couple of months ago about an undiagnosed placenta accreta. I experienced it by Science Baby and how I lost over half my volume, uh, blood volume in 20 minutes. My husband and I had always planned on having two children if possible. It took us over four years to become pregnant with our science baby daughter uh, through IVF and egg donation. We have three embryos left, and we had originally planned on starting the process of trying for baby number two this February. But after speaking with several doctors about the risk of Akrita again to both me and the future baby, we've decided to count our blessings that we have one healthy baby and that I lived and not have another. I've really been struggling with this decision, a decision I never wanted to make. The most recent article suggestion from last week's show has been the most helpful, and I've finally been able to come to terms with being one and done. You can see all the positives in having only one child. Thank you to the emailer who shared the article. Uh, <clears throat> in regards to that, I feel like every time yeah, are- we, watch, we watch Bluey, it's like they're secretly sending two kid propaganda at you i mean the the live show was was really two kid propaganda i mean no even i i think most of i think the show is all, almost always two kid propaganda i mean it kind of works like a sleepy you know you'd say go play with go play with your sister mm-hmm. <laughs> i can't be like henry go go play with your broom I mean, you can, but he won't. 
Uh, here we go. On a lighter note, I heard Matt mention liking a song from Pat Caspar, Baby Pants. I wanted to suggest some of our favorite bops in the house uh, in case you and the listeners weren't aware of these artists. Kids' songs can get annoying very quickly. That's so true. Dory has uh, this playlist. Excuse me while I yawned. Uh, this playlist for Henry that is on her phone. And the, there's this fucking... Dora the Explorer version of In the Jungle, or The Lion Sleeps Tonight, rather. <laughs> it is it is like shoving ice picks in your ears. It is horrible to listen to. I feel terrible for the voice actor. That actress. is so, you know what? That is so interesting that that is the song that like really it gets kills you. Me. It's the voice actress. Okay. All right. I feel bad for her and the and the false and the false energy she's being prompted to do. At least when it's like Raffi or something like that, he has you get the impression that he's uh doing it because he wants to. Mm-hmm. But then like with this poor woman who voiced Dora the Explorer uh, having to sing The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Now at the end when she's like, we couldn't have sang it without you. I'm like, that's so, it's such bull. It's so funny because there's definitely some other songs on his playlist that I find incredibly annoying. And that, that one doesn't really bother me. Oh, I hate it. You really, so. I mean, it's like, I guess, look, you're, it's funny how, how differently we've taught him to be in the car. Mm. where it's like he has that playlist with you but with me it's like we're gonna listen to the she and him mix <laughs> the shins will come up it'll be okay and he's like fine mm-hmm. he loves it all right anyway back to the uh the, the uh, recommendations the okie dokie brothers are a folky band with great songs that my husband and i find ourselves singing without the baby around hope machine oh. bullfrog opera and through the woods are our faves on a total opposite end of the spectrum uh, is our f- other favorite, Secret Agent 23, sk- 23 Skidoo. Make great mistakes. Hubby loves the Boba Fett reference in it. I like fruit, and my imaginary friend are also great. Love the pod. Crystal, Louisville, Kentucky. 2,400 square foot. One husband. One science baby. Who will be one tomorrow. Wow. Congratulations. And uh, one pit bull mix. Still one eighty-two inch TV in the basement, forty-seven inch ghost TV in the living room. <laughs> ghost TVs, they are funny to me. One Costco hot dog in twenty twenty-three. Thank you, Crystal. We're gonna, wow! I mean, if you want to add some of these hits to your list, to your to your Spotify playlist, I'm honey, taking notes here, Crystal. Thank you. Thank you for I will these not. suggestions. <laughs> I know. I know. My We've playlist over this. is, I just like couldn't believe that you like broke that barrier at some point. Like whenever it was you started playing the kids music for him, I was like, what did you do? Because it like, it, Why? it I to don't him mind it never, it. it was never, <laughs> I'm just saying out loud, I'm talking to the audience and you, but like I'm saying it just never occurred to me that he'd wouldn't be okay with whatever I was listening to. Mm-hmm. Like when he was really young, but could like, well, like two and a half when he was like first talking, 
I would be like yeah. listening to golf videos on YouTube mm-hmm. while we were driving. And if they like stopped for some reason, he would ask where they where it went and ask me to put it back on. <laughs> and then that was when I was like, oh, I see. It's just whatever I'm going to play. That's what he's going to be okay listening to. Mm. Luckily, well, you know, know he Dora also the but singing in the jungle. He also he like he he has requested to add songs to my playlist. We now also listen to the Bluey album in the car. He the adds album? songs that he hears at school. Like there's look, there's, there's, I, there's, you're getting some great interactions with the kid, but that Dora the Explorer song kills me. Okay, I'll take it off the playlist. Jeez. No, you don't have to. He I mean, he likes it. It's fine. I, and it's he funny doesn't, to me. You know what? It's not one of the songs that he's like super into. I just like put it on. It's not it's like. Funny. It's funny to hear it. Okay. All right. Let's hear one more email and then we're going to take a break. It's from Andrea. Hi, man. Dory, one and done mom here. I didn't know before having kids how many I wanted. After my daughter was born 14 and a half years ago, I knew within her first few months of life, I did not want another child. I did not love pregnancy. I experienced a rough couple of years of postpartum depression and anxiety. And simply put, I've never craved another child. Fortunately, my husband has also felt the same. Parenting has not been natural for him. And I cannot imagine stretching the parenting years out any longer for him. I feel lucky I did not struggle with this with the decision about having more children. Now that our daughter is 14, I've not regretted this choice, nor has my husband. Our daughter is an amazing, well-adjusted teen who has not been negatively impacted by not having a sibling. While I am nostalgic about my daughter's younger years, she was a cutie. I've been certain at the end of each stage, i.e. infant, toddler, preschooler, early elementary age, upper elementary age, tween, that I absolutely never, ever again wanted to experience that stage with another child of my own. Wow, I mean, this person is very emphatic about this. Mm-hmm. Um, every stage had its pros and cons, and it has always felt good to move on and enjoy witnessing our girl growing through her next life stage. Also, we experienced several periods of financial struggles in the last decade due to job layoffs and such, during which it was a relief to only have one child to, to pay for. I'm incredibly happy to be in my mid-40s, completely free of parenting a younger one and enjoying my very cool teenager while I simultaneously get to find myself again and explore who I want to be as I complete this decade and enter my next decade with an adult child. So from this mama on the other side of my one-and-done choice, I can say that it's wonderful over here for me, my husband, and my only child. Everyone should do what feels right without succumbing to outside pressures, but if you're unsure, one-and-done life is good. Andrea in upstate New York, Catskill Mountains. P.S. I never related to anything more than when Matt said there's no part of my body that says too much cake. Same. Mm, That's true. And this is a one and done mom and dad of a teen girl with two cats and one dog and 2,000 square feet, one dust collecting small TV. I don't think we've had any hot dogs in 2023. Uh, Well... Luckily for you, you got about 11 months and some change to change that total. (laughs) You have time. Yes. Today is the 29th, correct? 28th. What is today? Uh, The 29th. 29th. So I'm going into these voicemails because I see that that's next here. And I am supposed to play those. But we are going to take a break before you play these voicemails. Okay, forget it, everybody. You didn't hear. So you can still find them, but but you know we're going to take a break. Voicemails, get out of here, everybody. All right, we're going to take a break. Be right back. Bye. 
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Okay, we are back. And as promised, we have we have two voicemails from the same person. Spoiler. Here we go. Here it is. We're going to go with the one that is called One. Oh, wait. I realized that that won't work unless I do this and then this. Hi, uh, this is Bonnie. I'm calling in response to the um, caller who had postpartum anxiety who lives outside of Boston. I'm sorry. I'm blinking on your name. Um, but first, I want to say to the caller, um, hugs. I've been there. I think a lot of us have been there. Um, you are doing the best you can, and we all support you and think you're wonderful. And like Matt said, you're not trapping your husband. Um, as someone who had this experience as well, I wanted to share some suggestions. First one being um, the Jewish Children and Family Services, JCFS, has free support groups. They're on Zoom, I think. They have them for different towns, but you can just join any of them. They are really great. They have a trained facilitator. Um, I went to a few. I found them really helpful and supportive. Um, so that's JCFS, and just Google that, um, and they're free. I should have added that. Um, also, I know that this might be a heavier lift than you might be able to do right now, but therapy. Um I saw a therapist for my postpartum anxiety. I actually did it before I had the baby because I had a feeling. I knew myself. I knew my anxiety. Um, and she was really helpful. And there's other therapists who specialize in this and who can remind you that you're doing a great job. And this will pass. Um, I also wanted to suggest the moms groups on Facebook. Um, I'm part of Moms of Camberville, Camber Somerville. You can join us if you want. Like, I mean, it says Cambridge, Somerville, that area, but it feels like a lot of people are members there. Um, but I know there's a Boston Moms group, um, and I know Revere is closer to that. And I have found them to be very supportive, um, very non-judgmental. Like, I can't tell you how many times people posted, oh, I think I need to stop breastfeeding. I feel so bad. And everyone's like, don't feel bad. We support you. We validate you. Um, so from what I've seen, very supportive in the Boston area about this. Um, so I feel like that could help. And like, um, Dory suggested any in-person meetups. It was really hard in the winter. It's so gray out. Um, I also had a winter baby, but, um, meeting up in person can really help and just talking to people who are going through it as well. It really helped, um, with my mental health. And then lastly, I don't know if you have this or not. I'm going to highly recommend white noise machines. Like you, I could hear all the crying whenever he cried. I could hear it like the minute it happened. And so like we threw money at the problem. I think I called before suggesting postpartum doulas. Um, but yeah, post, postpartum nurse, doula, whatever you can get. Um, but also the white noise machine, just like blast it so you don't hear anything. Put on headphones. 
Hi, I was just calling with support for the um, woman who was going through postpartum anxiety. It's always so embarrassing when your call gets cut off. And I'm like, oh, no, I talk too much. But anyway, I was saying white noise machine, <laughs> get, get it, blast it, um, because so you don't hear the crying so you can sleep. It, it really helped a lot for me because even when a nurse was there or my husband was watching the baby, I could still hear the crying and just having that so I couldn't hear it and I could sleep because I knew he was, the baby was being well taken care of. Um, so I felt like I could let my guard down and sleep. Um, so again, call her all the hugs for you. Um, and I just, uh, Dorian Matt, I wanted to let you know my 15 month old is obsessed with Miss Rachel. And so am I. And I first heard of her through you guys. So I always think of you. Um, and we sing all the songs and I'm just like really love her. And I think she's wonderful. Um, and I'm guessing it's too old now for Henry to watch, but it's still really great. Um, all right. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was, uh, watching we were, we were henry and i this morning i was going through youtube and i was like i put i flipped down to miss rachel and he goes he goes yeah i i haven't watched miss rachel in a long time and i was like yeah why not and he's like i watched miss rachel when i was two i'm three now oh <laughs> he's really he's really been into talking about like what things he did when he was two Things that, you know, like, when did I yes. do X, Y, Z? He, uh, we were also watching, uh, we watched one of the Disney vlogs we were watching today. And uh, Tomorrowland, they were in Tomorrow on the People Mover. And he recognized the Tomorrowland Speedway, or Autotopia, depending on which coast you're on. But he didn't remember the People Mover. And I was like, bud, we were definitely on the People Mover when we went. And he's like, yeah, but... I don't remember that. Can we go back? <laughs> so I can remember it? That's so funny because he saw a picture of himself. We once went to the the small airport in Van Nuys because there's this little like viewing area where you can watch the planes and the helicopters take off. There's a picture of him that came up on the digital frame. And he's like, where was that? And I told him and he's like, I don't remember. How, like, when was that? And I said, well, I don't even think you were two. He was like, hmm, can we go back there? Like, it's like he wants to imprint on his brain, like all the things that he sees that he doesn't yeah. remember. Right. That's exactly Very funny. Right. Um, well, thank you for those resources, listener. Uh, Moms of Camberville. Yeah, it sounds amazing, great. It's an amazing uh, collection of Cambridge and Somerville. Should always. <laughs> um, all right. We're going to move on to this email from Ramekin Queer, who writes in with an important update. Finally did the last step of the ridiculous donor checklist, including my spouse, who is biologically not part of the process, having to do a blood test. Anyway, the last step was, was the lawyer's office to sign all the paperwork about what to do with the sperm if this person or that person does, etc. They weirdly sequestered us from our donor and his partner as though they aren't our good friends that we see at least once per week. But most importantly, the following picture was on the wall of the conference room. Matt, please describe how obscene and large this painting is. All right, I'm happy to do that. If you as uh, anybody out there familiar with the meme of Vladimir Putin on a horse? <laughs> Now, picture that, but the angle is from behind, 
And instead of pants and no shirt, he's wearing nothing. So there's a it's a it's a nude lady on a painting that I would say is probably on a canvas that is 48 by 48. I was going to say four feet, <laughs> four feet. Yeah. 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 Four by four. Yeah. Um, you, you see a bare is, butt. <laughs> you see a bare ass on a, on a horse and a, and a haircut that would suit a Karen of any age. Um, you don't no face. You don't see a face. No face. The, the, they're, the, turned, the they're turned away. Figures turned away. No, uh, no indication of uh, of where they might be. They might be riding into the gates of Valhalla. I don't know because <laughs> the background is completely monochromatic. It's black. It's, okay. It's, Thank it's you, what Matt. I would describe as a terrible painting. <laughs> <laughs> so Ramekin Queer continues and writes, as we were leaving, my spouse asked the paralegal who the artist is. She did not know who the artist was, but the subject is apparently our lawyer's mother-in-law. Mm. Cool. Huh. Um, also, disability parent hack. Y'all got to start taking these to birthday parties, and they included a link to barf bags. <laughs> Not it's a bad a, idea. A, I wish we could share it, but we can't, you know, obvious for obvious reasons. But uh, I painted a pretty good picture. Yeah, you did. You know, you of really the did. picture that is painted. Of the picture. Yes, indeed. Um, All right. We have time for a couple more emails. I'm going to read this from Jackie. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. I can't stop thinking about the listener who wrote in about their one remaining healthy embryo and their decision to transfer or not. Your advice was good because if she's having thoughts about it, you don't want life to pass you by. And then always wonder what could have been. You don't hear people say, oh, I wish I didn't have that third baby, right? It's usually, I can't imagine life without them. Plus, they typically do strongest embryos first, so this third embryo of theirs might have a lower chance of taking anyways, and if it doesn't work out, it wasn't meant to be. Okay, but this is why I can't stop thinking about it. I have two healthy embryos on ice, and my husband and I are also struggling with the decision. I think when someone goes through infertility issues, then IVF, there's part of us that just wants to have all the babies available to us because we've worked so hard to get there. You've wanted it so bad for so long that you've convinced yourself you would take any and all the babies because at one point you wondered if you would ever have one, especially these ones, as you made them. But similar to this caller, if I hadn't done IVF, I never would be thinking about having another. I have three girls. The thought of four or five kids is a bit much at the moment. Our hands are full. But But will I always wonder what could have been? What would those kids be like? We know the embryo gender, so sometimes I find myself thinking about their names and how cute they would be. Listener, you are not alone. Okay, then sometimes I think, well, what if I had 10 embryos left? I wouldn't have all 10 kids just because they're there. So why the pressure because they're two or one? Yikes, editing. (laughs) Because later in the pod, that guy called in with 10 kids. All the power to him. (laughs) Uh, We're trying to think about balance and quality of life for our family and how much time we have to spend with each of them. As they get older, they need us in different ways, less physical, but more emotional, school help, friends, sports. There's only two parents. We're already outnumbered. Everything gets more complicated. Cars, car seats, travel, meals, even going to people's houses for dinner. Seriously, the things I think about, just sharing in case it helps this listener. Anyways, I think IVF messes with your mind and I feel for you. I also think a lot of listeners are probably paying those $1,000 annual fees to store eggs forever because they can't decide and are just kicking the can. 
There's also not a rush. I think you said your youngest is seven months. So feel free to give yourself some space to decide this is what I'm currently doing. An age gap might change your mind about how you could handle it as the older two would be more independent in a few years and your uterus can carry baby into your 40s. There are no easy answers. Hopefully you find peace in making your decision and gratitude always that we have these decisions. All the best. Jackie and Hingham, Massachusetts. No hot dogs yet. Husband, three kids. P.S. I laughed when Dory suggested you guys keep a TV in case Matt gets COVID again. (laughs) That's such a Matt and Dory interaction. Thanks for all the laughs. Do you think that we should... um get TVs for every room in the house in case other, you know, whoever gets COVID, there's a TV there. Uh, like, what no. if Henry gets it? Should put a TV in his room? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> and no. <Mm-mm. laughs> oh, dokie. Um, we are going to just listen to one more voicemail yes i believe i can get that ready it's, for us yep. the last number it's is 217 i won't say the rest of the number because i don't want to reveal someone's number but you'll be able to find All it right. gotcha here we go okay oops hang on i have to stop and go back and turn this back on. Here we go again. Hello. I am calling to respond to the eight. Well, okay. I was going to say eight signal, and then I just realized that means something else on this pod. But about the discussion surrounding bow and chicken that was happening a couple weeks ago due to the, uh, the egg shortage. So my partner and I have chickens. So we have three of them. We got them almost two years ago. It was actually pretty funny. They had stopped laying eggs, and then, like, as soon as all the egg prices spiked, they must have heard the hot goss, and they've been laying again because they usually slow down during the winter. You might hear them <laughs> in the background because I'm meshing up some insulation on the coop right some now. Good chicken Anyway, um, we also <laughs> dock. His name's Augie. He is very similar to Bo, it sounds like, in temperament. And his chickens are his best friends. He loves them so much. When we do puppy play dates, sometimes with other dogs, they will try to like bark at the chickens in their coop and Augie will like guard the coop and be like, no way, get the heck out of here. These are my feathery friends. And also he is obsessed with eggs now. We can, sometimes he doesn't want to come inside. And so we're able to bribe him by showing him a whole egg in his shell. <laughs> and then when he gets inside, we just crack it and let him eat an egg. And so I think maybe he's made that connection and that's why he loves his eggs and his friends a lot. So, you know, you could, you could give it a shot. Bo might be a chicken boy as well. <laughs> okay, this is Kristen Bo's in, chicken I don't know, 1,400 square feet. Oh, might with be a chicken boy. Two dogs, two cats, three chickens. Um, have a wonderful week. I think that's a beautiful uh, sort of, uh, what would you call that? Fantasizing about what Bo might be like around chickens. I know. You know, although I was I, saying, I and like, I was. I, I do like different animals who don't usually belong together are coexisting. That's always fun. Totally. You know, I, I was saying this to, this to you earlier, but 
I do think Bo has chilled out, but probably you not to the this point. The morning in the morning, yeah. Yes, I don't. Probably not to the point where we could get chickens, but mm-hmm. like we saw a cat, and like he used to go absolutely nuts when he would see cats, and like he 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 was like looking at it, but he didn't like freak out. It was right. interesting. It was very interesting. Well, I don't know. Just a thought. He's he's an elder statesman now, you know. He is. He is. He really is. He really is, Matt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, you know what? It is the time in the pod where we thank our dear Patreon supporters. Yes. And... You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash excellentadventure. We do two bonus episodes per month where we get, if you think we get real on these episodes, wait till you hear our Patreon episodes. Oh boy. No holds barred. Uncensored. Dory and Matt, director's cut. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And you also get your name read. On the podcast each yeah. month. So thank you to the following supporters. Uh, Jesse Labatty. Julia from Germany. Uh, Justine Adamek. Katie Davenport. Kara Holt. Laura Bennett. Laura Madge. Lauren Cephalo. Lisa Bove. Lydia. Mary Fi- Mara Fast, sorry. Mary Messick. Mary Myra. Maud Tremblay. Uh, Melanie Braunbeck. Nicholas Skidmore. Pamela Carpenter. Pat Machewski. Phoebe Boone. Rachel O'Connell. Samantha. Shauna Mandel. Susanna Perez. Zoe Lawrence. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. I was trying to think of Joey Lawrence's catchphrase because I was going to do it. Okay. We're going to say goodbye now. Bye, everyone. everyone.